Yeah, Chad, I got your back. Yeah, I'm there. Okay. So uh, we had a bad connection, so let me start over. Um, first, I want to welcome, welcome listeners to the second episode of Truth to Power. Uh, we're talking about rape culture today. Uh, I got um, Kiana on the line with me. Kiana, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Kiana. I have a master's. I work in law enforcement, and I'm here to talk with Tyrus. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I'll give you a definition of rape. Rape is defined as a sexual assault, usually involving sexual intercourse or other forms of sexual penetration carried out against a person without a person's consent. Most acts may be carried out by physical force, coercion, abuse of authority, or against a person who is incapable of giving valid consent. Now the term rape culture is defined as a sociological concept for a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized due to societal attitudes about gender and sexuality. Some of the commonly known acts of rape culture are victim blaming, sexual objectification, trivializing rape, and denial of widespread rape. Now, Kiana, how do you feel about that term rape culture? Um, I think rape culture is real. I think it exists in society. Um, and all the examples hold true, um, like victim blaming and uh, trivializing rape when people think that it's not really rape or it's not a big deal and it doesn't harm the people that it happens to. So, yeah, I totally agree with that term. Okay. Now, when you say that it, um, people think that it doesn't affect the people that it happens to, what do you mean by that? Like, could you give me an example? Yeah, so when people get raped, they often, you know, they have internal, like, pain, there's outward pain, and then the society often thinks, or many people, like, when things happen to someone like that, they think it's it's not a big deal. You can get over that. Like, it's not something that's going to affect you down the line because, you know, it was just sex. Or it's not, uh, they don't see it as something more than um, just sex. They don't see it as, like, it, it, it changes a woman's perspective on not only men but life and also sex. So, like, it's, it's just... It's a bad thing altogether, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, when someone looks at something that's being done to someone else and they see it as minimal, mm-hmm. then that also adds to not, like, the way that you feel about what happened to you and now that nobody cares, that also is a compound of, like, all the feelings that you have. Okay. Okay. And I get that. And um, as a man, um, I, I try my best to be careful with uh, thinking like that, you know, because, like, I don't think as um, I don't know how you feel, but, like, as a man, I think that when I go out, I don't have to have to worry about somebody jumping me or, you know, grabbing my butt or, you know what I'm saying, objectifying me sexually. Well, probably not grabbing my butt. I don't know if women object, objectify me sexually, but, you know. So when you're out, are those, I mean, some, yeah. of the th- are those some of the things that you have to worry about? Um. Yeah, definitely. Like, men feel like um, they can do what they want when they want. And, um, like, the sexual object objectification of women, like, that's one of the things where they see women as, like, mere sex objects and that they can do what they want. Like, 
there's been times I've gone out and I might have on a crop top and a guy has like rubbed my back or my stomach or something and I'm like, what are you doing? And they feel like it's okay, like, oh, you're showing it. I'm like, so therefore you can touch me? Like, I don't understand how you feel those correlate because I'm showing my stomach, that means you're allowed to touch my stomach. But, but in their mind, they feel like they can do what they want. I mean, I, I showed my stomach, so then therefore it was fair game. Or if somebody grabs my butt like while I'm walking by because they thought it looked nice. Like, they feel like those things are okay. And that is that is things that women have to deal with on a regular basis because somebody might do in a store. You don't have to be in a club. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying, be in a specific area for men to decide, like, oh, you look nice or you look good and I – want to touch it or I want to say something about it that's that's definitely an everyday occurrence like men feel like they're allowed to do that mm-hmm. so so like um when you go out like what what type of places like um do you experience these things at like club is it mostly like clubs or is it just like your everyday life when you're uh, in, in markets as far as as far as like the touching it's you you know it's usually in a crowded area because a lot of times these guys are cowards, so it's not like they're blatantly just going to grab you or touch you. They do things behind other people, and then you have to wonder, like, which person just touched me or, you know, who just did that because they don't blatantly go like, oh, you know what I mean? But, uh, like, words and, like, faces, things like that, like, noises, any of those things, those can happen anywhere. Like, you can be in a grocery store and somebody has something to say or... You can just be walking through a parking lot and somebody makes some kind of noise. So it's like any of this doesn't just happen in one specific location. It's not designated to an area. It's generally just men, like no matter where they are, if they decide that, hey, that's hot, I want to say something, do something, whatever, that's what they do. Okay. So um, so I have a question. Like um, as far as like your friends, do do your friends do they experience that or your family members do they experience the same thing or is it uh do they all have different experiences uh, or most of them just simple i feel like uh uh i feel a lot of women have the same as far as my mm-hmm. sisters i know that they i've i've witnessed them experience these things like i've literally gotten fight with guys because he we were in a club on a balcony and he felt like he could continue to touch my little sister. And I asked him several times not to touch her and he still kept doing it. So then we all got into it because he felt like he could do that because he wanted to. So yeah, I've, I've like, I've seen things firsthand, like not just me experiencing it, but like family members, friends. So I th- it's just, it's something that occurred with all women. I don't know the severity of yeah. every woman, but I know that those things ha- have happened to me and my sisters and friends. And then it's, it's to the point where you then have to defend yourself. And when you do, you're a bitch or you're emotional and you can't control your emotions or somebody thinks that you're, like, irrational because they've done something that offended you and you react. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, I, I feel like that could be something that's, like, a... Uh very hard to deal with like somebody's somebody always you know objectifying you or 
making this notion like th- like it's an invitation just because you look good. It's an invitation just to touch on you. Um, so on the flip side of that, though, yeah. on the flip side of that, do you feel like women objectify men sexually when they see them? Um, yeah, I, there's, mm-hmm. there's def- I'm not going to say no, because there's definitely women that, that do. You know, I've seen women grab guys' asses in clubs or, like, rub on their junk, you know, things like that. So I, I'm going to definitely say yes, because, you know, all women aren't created equal. All men aren't created equal. I'm not mm-hmm. saying every man does this to every woman, but there's definitely a nice portion, or at least, like, in the areas that I've been, there's a decent amount of guys that will, you know, do or say what they want because, they feel like they can. So I'm definitely seeing women grab on guys or just look at guys in the same way. And it's definitely more prominent now that, you know, they change perspectives on a lot of things and they're trying to repurpose a lot of words and just things like that. So I definitely say, yeah, it's probably more prominent now than it was years ago like it's okay. definitely more prominent now yeah. than it was years ago so if you have to like um come up with like a i mean like just being in law enforcement like and just having a master's in sociology if you had to come up with a solution to rape culture what would it be or any possible solution um As far as a solution, that would take, just like with racism, that would take more conversation um, and people understanding and recognizing things for what they are and then learning about them. Because if you don't see rape as rape or you don't see rape as something that's real or important, um, then you're not going to be able to change the culture. It's going to perpetuate through everybody's thoughts like if I continue to say this to my son oh you can go out there and do this that and the third like oftentimes you know they have the double standards for females and males especially like parents that have a son and a daughter a daughter can't do things that they'll allow the son to do so if that continues then the whole rape culture dynamic is going to continue it's not gonna so I think it's um start it starts at home with that perspective and also just people learning about it and recognizing it as something that's real and that yeah. can hurt people. I agree with that too. Um, Cause it's such a caveman mentality though. You know, like um, just to walk up to somebody and you know, kind of like, I guess like knock them over the head and be like, oh, you mine, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or just to try to, you know, grab on somebody's butt yeah. when, they did, when they didn't give you permission to. So, um, but I think um, that most women, this is just me, this is just my biases. I think most women should, when they leave the house, they should be, they should leave the house with a man that's willing to, you know what I'm saying, either die for him or kill for him. Or uh, in some way they should feel protected. I know that, I know that's, a, that's, that's asking a lot of another male, of another, um, somebody of a different sex. But the thing is, you don't want to be in a vulnerable, vulnerable position, you know? You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I hear what you're trying to say, but I totally don't agree because, uh, at the end of the day, I'm Mm -hmm. human, just like a man is a human and I shouldn't have to have protection 
to live my everyday life. Men don't have to have protection to live their everyday life. So why should I have to have protection to live mine? Just like they don't go out and grab a dude's junk or his ass, like why is it different about me? I'm I'm we're mm-hmm. we're supposed to be equal and yet I should have to have another a man come with me everywhere I go so that I don't have to worry about some asshole mm-hmm. trying to objectify me. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what I have on, I don't okay. I don't think that's a so, fair statement. You know, I can get that. Like, um, you just want to be comfortable on your own. You don't you shouldn't need that. But you know, it's just the thing is though. Like, um, as, as as a woman, do you ever feel vulnerable though? Even though you work in law enforcement, do you ever just feel vulnerable when you're out by yourself, or you just want to go out by yourself and have a good time?
I think um, my criticisms with the movement would be that it seems to only target like black males, you know? And I feel like according to FBI statistics, women are more likely to be raped by white males at a more proportionate rate. That's That'd be my only thing about it, you know? Um, but I do feel like rape is a very serious crime and I do feel like um, if somebody rapes somebody, then they should just, they should burn in hell. Just, that's just how I feel about that. I feel like nobody should have the right to rape anybody. Um, but however, if you, but I do feel like sometimes people can lie about rape, you know, or they can lie about what may have happened. What, how do you feel about that? Like, and that and that is true, mm-hmm. but statistically, mm-hmm. that's a smaller number than what actually, like, when people actually report, there's a smaller number of people coming mm-hmm. in and reporting false claims versus them reporting something that mm-hmm. they that happened to them. And, you know, there's always two sides to every story. And the truth is always somewhere in between. So... <clears throat> As far as women lying about it, it's going to be who people feel have convinced them more. So, like I said, statistically, a woman's not going to come and object herself to all of the scrutiny that's going to occur based on what she has to say because she is going to get, what, some money or some attention. Like, no, nobody wants the attention of people based on the fact that I'm telling you I was raped. Like, you already been objectified once, and then you're going to put yourself out there again to be objectified all over again and to relive what happened to you. So it's not a thing that um, women are going to just do. It's just like, oh, well, I'm going to lie about this today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there has been some some people who've done it, and that's the problem. Like, it's like the whole mm-hmm. boy who cried wolf scenario. So they had a few women that are... I don't even know the statistics of how many women have done it, but like they've had women that do it and people only dwell on that aspect of it versus listening to somebody who comes forward and say, Hey, I've been raped by this man at this time, whatever they go and they want to vet everything that they're saying and find every hole in their story to show that they're lying rather than believing them and trying to investigate it on a level of, Let's see what happened versus let's yeah. see what didn't happen. You know what I mean? Because when you go to do something trying to find all the the lies, you're not gonna you're not gonna look at it the same as if you go to it looking at it as something that potentially could have happened. You're gonna investigate it totally differently. Totally hmm. different. Yeah. So typically, um, why is it? Why do you think it's so hard for women to come forth? And you just mentioned the word scrutiny. Like, why do you think that's why most women don't come forward with rape or that they're too afraid of being judged? So when, yeah, so it's not even just a matter mm-hmm. of being judged. It, it's the rape culture itself. Like, just like it said, trivializing rape. Mm-hmm. So if nobody thinks it's a big deal, why should I come forward to say, hey, this guy, he raped me. And I know that it happened to me, and I know that I've been dealing with it day in and day out, in relationships and out of relationships. Like, yeah, so me coming forward to then again say, hey, this dude raped me, and everybody being like, you're a liar, 
and now we're going to vet everything you're saying. We're going to go through your background and see who you slept with, and we're going to we're going to talk about all the people that you slept with and all the things that you've done to be perceived as this slut, this whore, and this is why, yeah, that's why you got raped. So then now I, don't, I have to live what happened to me over again plus added problems of people thinking that I something happened to me that should have happened to me versus them seeing me as a victim. They see me as the enabler. Mm. Like, what were you, when the whole shaming, like, what were you wearing? What did you say? How did you act? Like, why didn't you do this when it happened? Why didn't you do that? Like, so why would I come forward? If, it, if nobody wants to hear what I have to say or believe me on the basis of my word, why should I? Who's going to help me? That's how a lot of females feel. And it, and it happens more often than not. So when people are like, oh, they all come and they yeah. lie. No, they usually internalize it and keep it to themselves. And then when they finally get the courage to mm-hmm. come forward, then you're still going to get it all. So it's at, it's at like, to a breaking point. And then they come in and they tell what happened to them. And so then they're, gonna, they're either ready for what's going to happen or they're not. And then they'll recant. And then people will be like, oh, well, see, they were lying. When it's just, I'm not ready to deal with all the things that are, that go with me telling the truth about what happened to me. So they had this um, case up in um, Wisconsin, which is Ryder receiver on the football team. I don't know if you heard about it. His name is uh, Quintez Cephas. Uh, you didn't hear about it? So let me just uh, read some uh, facts from the case. Um, so he had a consensual threesome with these uh, two women. Then after, they accused him of raping both of them um, because they said they were drunk. However, surveillance shows that the women willingly went to his apartment. And also, his, argue, his lawyer argues that the women were drunk at the time of the intercourse. The two women were seen walking downstairs from his apartment without any difficulty. Um, and also, after days had passed, they had sent text messages with heart and kiss emojis um, saying that they were interested in seeing him again. Um, just it's just like I think um like you said like with the boys they're crying crying he he's facing up to forty years by the way, but I think just like you said when the boy the boy that cries wolf, that's why it's so hard for people to believe women when they take so long to come forward because of cases like this you know when they got things like this happening you know. At the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. women being drunk, and then they're like, oh, I didn't want to have sex with you, mm-hmm. and then now, so that that's always a hard part of a lot of those situations, and alcohol is some of them, where people feel like you, you can't, you don't have the right to say that you were raped just because you were drunk, because, I mean, you didn't stop him, you didn't say no, or... You enjoyed it, so that's where it makes the whole concept of uh, accusing your rapist a bit hard. At the end of the day, nobody knows what happened inside the room other than those three people. And, like, it's like Monday morning quarterbacking. Like, 
yeah, I could look at this, this, and this and decide she's lying, but then she could be telling the truth. So then you got people like, oh, well, maybe she's telling the truth. But once people start to say, oh, you're automatically lying, then that's when people are Hold on, I feel like you're breaking up again. Hello? Hello? Okay. Keanu, are you still with us? Okay, I can't hear you. Oh, there you go. Hello? Lost you again. Oh, there you go. Hello? Bank? Keanu? Keanu? Okay. I can kind of hear you. Okay, there we go. Hello? No. Well, I think I lost you. No, you didn't. I'm right here. I'm right here. Um. Now, um, hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Now, um, I just want to talk about the term rape culture for a moment. Um, and how it began, how I feel like it began. Because when we first came over here, hello? Hello? <coughs> Keanu, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I just wanted to talk about um, the term rape culture and how I feel like it began when the first um, African people who were enslaved by the European colonizers got here in 1619. That's where the term rape culture began in the United States, in which black people were continuously raped by the colonizers. Men and women were subjected to a horrific treatment. White males whom rape black people still seem to get away with these type of actions. Uh, one of the most recent cases would have been Brock Turner. He was a student athlete at Stanford University in California in 2015. On January 18, 2015, he sexually penetrated and intoxicated an unconscious 22-year-old woman. 
Turner was caught by two Stanford international students whom intervened because the woman appeared to be unconscious. Turner fled the scene as they approached, resulting in the two apprehending him and restraining him until the police came and brought him into custody. Now, the whole tragedy about that, you guys, is he was only sentenced to three years probation. Anybody that rapes another woman or rapes anybody, period, shouldn't just get three years probation. They should get a more harsher sentence, in my opinion. People throw these throw this term rape culture around or this term rape around like Keanu said in the beginning, like it's not serious. However, this is a serious, serious thing that's going on. And we're living in some serious and dark times, I feel, that people could violate somebody and get away with it. And I just really want to um, thank Keanu for being with us um, today. Um, Keanu, are you back with us? Um, no, she still can't hear. But um, I just want to thank her for being here today. And um, thank you guys for listening. And um, just remember that the truth is powerful. Always.